Hello and welcome into the pickle jar, my friend Drina from Ohio. I am so excited to have her here today to share her journey with us because you know what? You deserve like a 25-year pin because your journey started almost 25 years ago um, in 2000 with um, her first initial autoimmune um, diagnosis. Now, Drina is 46 years old and she is also the founder of the Gaia University. And we're going to get to that a little bit later. Um, but right now, I'm just going to give you a little rundown of the last 23 years. So what's very amazing about her story is she was just recently diagnosed in February officially with Addison's disease. Um, but prior to that, she's had about, you know, several other diagnoses with autoimmune. And it started back in about 2000 when she was diagnosed with celiac disease. And that eventually, eventually with time proceeded to, you know, Hashimoto's. And then, you know, after the birth of her daughter, 14 years later, things started to go downhill again for her. And she just kept coming up with all these robot blocks with her health and being very proactive with her health. She kept doing everything that she could in her power to get through it and to regain her quality of life. And after the birth of her daughter in about 2019 came the diagnosis of fibromyalgia. And then COVID symptoms returned and she was very much, um, I would have to say from you know, the discussions we had, she kind of went into a very negative space because she was hitting, again, a lot of roadblocks with the medical community and trying to find answers because she wanted to find her way through this. And eventually after numerous tests, obviously the reason why we're here, she was diagnosed with primary Addison's disease about three years later in 2023. So Drina, thank you so much for joining me here today. And before we get to your Addison story and go back to your symptoms and when everything started um, for you to share with us, I would love for you to first tell us more about the Gaia University because this is something personally for me um, has very much has helped me manage my illness mentally, physically. It's something I wanna learn more about and it's something that I am very passionate about as well and you are the expert on it. So please tell us about the Gaia University that you just started a few years ago. Um, and we're gonna talk about more of this at the end of the episode. We're gonna talk a little bit more, but she's just gonna give us a little overview of exactly what the Gaia University is. So Drina, thank you so much for joining us, sure. first of all. <laughs> thank you, thank you for having me. <laughs> now, did I do everything okay in the, I didn't, I, I got everything right my little rundown I did, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. okay I good. think you told good. my story better than I do. So. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, so first, before we get to the Addison story, tell us about the Gaia University. Okay. So I initially founded the Gaia University because I was frustrated and I was um, looking for a way to better myself and my situation. And so I came across all these, uh, different modalities. And once I started learning one, I just couldn't, I couldn't stop because the results were so amazing. And um, I thought, you know what, if this stuff is working for me, it has to work for other people. Right. And, and I can't keep it to myself. Like this is too good to share. Why would I just keep this knowledge? And so that's what inspired me to actually start the guy university. And now can you share with us um, some of what those mod modalities are? Sure. So I use uh, tapping. I use Reiki. Uh, I do chakra cleansing through um, Reiki and energy connection. 
I do um, human design readings to help people understand themselves better. And um, a meditation, meditation is huge um, for the body. And um, as you can see on the shelf behind me here, I have tons of crystals and I love crystals. They are so amazing. You know what? I'm like I said at the start, I am so excited about this because, you know, it's something I had definitely experienced, especially in the last few years. I have my level one and two Reiki. And I did that because I was inspired years ago after I went to a Reiki appointment with my Addison's, how much better I felt. Mm -hmm. There yeah. was definitely a difference. And, you know, and when, like I said, we're going to get into the little bit more finer details of these things afterwards. If this is um, something new for you, if you're listening to understand kind of what we're talking about, but it's definitely something to definitely to consider. So, um, so yeah, so I'm, this is, this is my inner circle today. Cause I'm just, I'm just so <laughs> excited. So, um, so let's get, so now let's go back to the Addison story. So let's go back to after the fibromyalgia diagnosis, um, mm -hmm. things started to progress again for you. You started to feel unwell. Things were changing again. Um, you know, chronic fatigue. Um, a lot of those sounds like a lot of the symptoms that you had experienced over the, the, two decades prior, we're coming back full force. Um, so take us back to what symptoms you experienced and kind of that three-year journey before you were diagnosed this year. Sure. So um, I made frequent um, trips to the hospital, to the emergency room. Um, I would get like the sinking feeling in my stomach and it would feel like I would lose total control of my muscles. I mean, like my jaw muscles would burn. It felt like I was chewing gum for like 24 hours. Um, and, and it would just come on. It would just start. I would just, uh, lose control. I was having trouble speak, speaking, um, and, and walking too. I was using a walker. And, um, of course, then that was taking its toll on me mentally and physically in other ways. Um, just not being able to be as active as I was or wanted to be, especially as a mother. Um, and then a shaking, the shaking started. So, uh, you know, I went through all these diagnoses. They thought it was MS. They thought it was myasthenia gravis. They thought it was lupus. They thought of all these different things. Everything kept coming back negative. Um, just the muscle fatigue, the shaking, the not feeling good, just total burnout, couldn't do anything. It was just horrible. It was a horrible, horrible existence. I have to be quite honest. And then, um, you know, things started to turn around once I started doing the energy work, but it wasn't a hundred percent. And I can be honest, I'm still not a hundred percent, you know, um, because I am fairly new for the diagnosis. And so I do understand that it's going to take time for my body to adjust to all of these things. But I can tell you that now I am in a much better place than what I was then for sure. I don't use a walker anymore. So things have improved. One thing that I, I like that you just said was how, while you're going through the diagnosis, you, um, you turn to energy work to trying to help yourself. And I just think that's such an important message that when especially if you're going through something and you're trying to find a diagnosis, whether you think you might have Addison's or you think you're developing another condition, we have to be proactive and thank goodness you were proactive before this. 
taking care of yourself because we want whatever symptoms we are experiencing to be the illness, not to be lack of self-care. And it's definitely a journey when you're going, like you mentioned, the men, uh, the mental strain that you go through and everything we need, you need to take care of that stuff so that when you communicate with your medical team, you're giving them the proper information. I always call it, you want to clear out the static. You started clearing out the static. You said you temporarily started to feel better because you got rid of that static. Um, but the important stuff stayed and the important stuff is the information you wanted to give to the doctors. Um, so what led them to say, you know what, we think this might be Addison's disease. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I was previously already tested for every, like literally everything <laughs> else. <laughs> they, they just kept going down the list. Oh, well, let's they get did. to this one. And you know what? Rightfully so. They start with the main ones. They start with the MS, the lupus. That's, you know, we've all been, most of us have all been tested for those. Um, and, and I know, and we all know that when we start using, you know, Dr. Google, there's a lot of stuff out there. There's a lot of things for them to weed through to figure out what we have. Right. So they start with the, the, the most likely, and then it does take years to get diagnosed because they have to slowly work their way through. Exactly. And, um, I mean, luckily, the endocrinologist that I saw uh, was aware of Addison's. So that did help. And he did notice like some of the darkening that I have on my face and my palms. And um, he kind of suggested it right offhand, actually. He said, looking at you, I think you either have Addison's or Cushing's, um, but something going on with your adrenals, especially since all this stuff is negative. So at least I didn't spend a lot of time with him trying to weed things out you know and um yeah basically my first couple of tests I was done and had my diagnosis so I was lucky you know you know what and that's very positive for people to hear because that's you know if you're you know people getting discouraged at doctor you know you find the right doctor it, it can happen very quickly and really rightfully so it should but so so this all happened then at the start of this year then Mm -hmm. yes yes yeah I finally saw him in February so I had been waiting six months to get in to him actually yeah and he did like the ACTH simulation test Mm -hmm. and all that stuff correct correct and then after your diagnosis what kind of information were you given and what kind of road has it been in the last six or seven months um you know ironically my endocrinologist was great at diagnosis, but he was terrible. He's terrible in after <laughs> the aftercare. Uh, so a, a lot of the stuff I've had to do research-wise on my own, you know, um, through Facebook groups and through online um, forums and things. Um, so I've pretty much done my own reading, if you if you will, and catch up um, that way. But some of the things that he does encourage me about when I do go see him is um, he still very uh, heavily monitors my thyroid and monitors all the other hormones with um, the Addison's just to make sure that something isn't falling off. Right. You know, Um, in fact, I just had testing done on Friday for, you know, all the, all the other hormones. So hopefully we're on track, but um, that is something that I do like because he's very thorough that way. So you feel your energy, like you said, you you know, understand that you're still at the start of this journey, but you're starting mm-hmm. to feel, you know, kind of more like yourself kind of thing, more on that road, mm-hmm. that proactive, um, 
journey that you've been on to take care of your health to get things back on track. Yes. A yeah. road that you've done a few times. So you know how to, yeah. how to do it, right? You know how to do it. So yeah. um so now prior to starting the the Gaia University, what kind of um did you have any experience with Reiki or anything like that? I know you said you, you know, when you started to do your research about how to take care of yourself, it was kind of a common theme that you heard other people in these groups talking about that kind of intrigued your interest before that. Did you have any experience with it? Um, not so much with Reiki. I did have, uh, one session done, um, shortly after I was diagnosed with celiac, because again, I was at that time looking for something to hopefully make me feel better. And I did, I really enjoyed it then. And, um, it did kind of give me that boost that I needed to, to shift everything for me so that I could go forward. Um, and, and I, it kind of just stuck in the back of my mind that, you know, this is something maybe I should revisit if I ever need to, yeah. um, just because I enjoyed it so much. And then um, I've always been into crystals ever since high school. Uh, just mainly then it was just for decoration and, and beading and fun things to do with the girls, right? Um, but uh, then I started learning about them, learning about the properties um, a little bit later and just really, really connected with some of them, you know, even after my celiac diagnosis. And um, it just kind of, kind of has just been there for me. Now, celiac was your first initial diagnosis back in 2000. Mm -hmm. um, and now, and like I mentioned earlier, I've, you know, had very positive experience with Reiki. And I always tell people that, you know, a lot of people have been more commonly gone to to massage therapy and, you know, and comparing how you leave a massage therapy appointment, um, I feel 300 times better leaving a Reiki appointment. Like it's physical, it's mental. It's just, it's absolutely incredible. So for those who don't, have never even heard of Reiki. Could you share with us exactly what happens in a Reiki session and kind of, kind of the whole concept behind it? Sure. So I think it's important first, like when you set out to select a Reiki uh, practitioner, that you find somebody that you connect with, because everybody has their own way of doing things, even though we all follow the same sort of protocol. Uh, you know, something that I do will be totally different than than somebody else. So, uh, you know, if you don't necessarily enjoy it or connect with somebody, try it again with somebody else. Yeah, that's, it's very important. Um, but for me personally, I do a lot of my stuff over Zoom. I can do it, um, you know, in the, in the physical as well. And, and I do, but um, a lot of my stuff is online and um, it's just about allowing me to connect with your energy field and then just really resetting everything for you. All you have to do is just close your eyes and just breathe and relax. And for the client, that is so important because how many times do we just sit still, breathe and relax during the day? Like not very often. And correct me if um, I'm kind of wrong in describing this, but I often think of Reiki as the Reiki practitioner opens up the communication in your body. Mm -hmm. and yeah. allows your body to communicate with itself our bodies are incredible 
And when you're ill, when you're stressed, when there's environmental factors, that communication gets blocked and Reiki helps open that up and you can feel that energy flow <laughs> and it's, it's priceless when you can feel that energy open back up. And Drina mentioned that, you know, that she, she does stuff online and does like distance Reiki and stuff like that. And I've experienced distance Reiki before, um, with a practitioner that I've dealt with and it was during COVID and obviously we, we couldn't see each other in person and I'd sent her a message and, um, we were going to set it up. And I was at the time I was at, I was at work. We were able to, to work at that time, but we couldn't do, you know, personal appointments like that. And I remember I was at work and all of a sudden I felt like a million bucks. And I had no idea. I went from being lower than low to feeling really good. And when I went on my lunch, I had a text from her and she said, she goes, I did your appointment early and told me, you know, sent me everything that she wanted me to, to do and what was done and stuff like that. And it was just one of those things, even though I've experienced it over and over again, it just, again, confirmed, you know, the power that that had in me. And it, it does work. It does make a difference. And the distance, the online, the, their energy travels. Mm -hmm. and um and it's it's absolutely amazing it's definitely something for people to consider for self-care absolutely absolutely energy is literally all around us in yeah. the air yeah and so you know there's uh, stagnant energy i mean like the thing with energy or anything in life is there's a duality right you have black and white light and day and so you have you know free it free fluid flowing energy and then you have stagnant energy and I think we've all been in that situation where we've walked into a room before and been like oh it's so stuffy it's so stagnant it's kind of you know let's open a window let's get the air flowing and that's kind of what it is yeah. for the body yeah. you know you got to open the window and let it out well and I think another thing I thought of was you know that people might be able to relate to we've all been in a room when someone who's negative energy walks in Mm -hmm. And you don't even need to be told that they've entered that room, but you know, so this is just the opposite. So if it can happen one way, it can happen the other way. You can bring positive energy in if you're open to it because negative energy can walk into a room. Right. Right. Yeah. So what other type of um, modalities and different things? I know you're into meditation and um, mm -hmm. tapping and breath work and sound therapy and all that stuff. So tell us how that's benefited, you know, the autoimmune diseases that you live with every day? Oh my gosh. Um, I would say meditation is important um, because you have the opportunity to really kind of reset the mind in particular and the nervous system. I mean, it just, um, it really gives you kind of that safe place to go deep in yourself and have that connection with who am I? What am I feeling? Allowing yourself to feel that understanding that what you're feeling is okay. Giving yourself grace for the things that you don't want to feel, but they're there. And um, it, it just gives you a chance to just say, hey, you know, for 10 minutes, I'm just going to be me and just focus on my physical form. Yeah. And you just, you know, the breath work is very important. I do a lot of breath work with meditation. I do a lot of breath work just on my own because if in two minutes I can literally give myself enough energy to feel like I'm going to run a marathon. I mean, it's amazing what it can do for you in such a short amount of time. But then on the flip side, in two minutes, I can totally relax if I'm having 
a really bad day, yeah. you know? And, you know, and I think that's key. One thing I've learned with having adrenal insufficiency is learning how to relax myself has been so, so important because it helps me control my cortisol levels. And when I get anxious, when I have anxiety, we all have things beyond our illnesses that create, you know, emotional things in our lives. And we need, we need to learn how to control that and breath work, meditation, all that stuff's going to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, and a lot of people living with chronic illnesses, you know, depending on where you are in that journey, if you're not very active and you're sitting a lot, you are congest. you're, you're, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm doing like this weird thing. So, <laughs> um, you know, you're hunched over all the time. I've, I kind of lost my, my, my words that I wanted to use there, but we're not breathing. We're chest. We're not open. We're not oxygenating our blood. We're not giving our bodies the things that it needs to heal. And if you can focus on breath work and just start wherever you are, maybe just, it's just breathing. Maybe it's just sitting upright in a chair for today and taking those deep breaths and quieting mm -hmm. your mind. It's okay to start there. It's okay to be there. You just got to do something to, to better your wellness. Exactly. And it's something that anybody can do in any physical condition, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's very, very important. And I would say sound therapy is also another favorite one of mine, just the sound that, you know, music bowls make and, and bells and just like the wood instruments and the hand drums. And they're just so beautiful. And um, it's very relaxing to just sit down and just head a bowl and in like a pattern and just kind of, it kind of becomes meditative in, in its own, right? You know? Oh yeah, the vibration, the everything, it just, it just heightens everything inside of you. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So what other things I know there's, you've done, tell us about clearing. Clearing is another one, right? Yes. Yes. So I do, I have a 12 week, uh, chakra cleansing program. And, um, basically we start at the root chakra, which is, uh, down at the ground and we work our way up through the seven, um, that people have, you have more than that, but we start with the seven and, um, we, I put you in a state. I just kind of, uh, do a quick Reiki on you. I, check all of your chakras, figure out where you're at as a starting point. And then we work from there and, and uh, gradually build and um, kind of reset everything through the body. And I give you uh, what I call life work. It's would be homework, but it's life work. And um, you do the work every week and you come back and report to me and we keep checking and you grow and you just transmute into this beautiful free-flowing energetic person that you were always meant to be you know that you started out as in this world so. and that and that's something that you can do online mm -hmm. yes. yes yeah no for sure for sure um what other things can people do like aromatherapy I know you're involved in that and herbology and I know you mentioned I love that you mentioned earlier about it's just about when you find like if you're looking for like a, a a, a practitioners or different people to, to work with, you know, it's important to find that person that works for you. And it's also find find the modality that works for you right now. So whatever interests you, um, there's so many things out there. So uh, some other things are aromatherapy and herbology, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, just because I take, uh, chamomile tea doesn't mean that somebody else will like it or that it will relax them or work 
for them when they're having a flare, you know? Um, so yes, it is all about finding what works for you, for your body chemistry and what feels good, you know, just because something, um, does work for me, doesn't necessarily mean it feels good when I put it in my body, you know? Right. And, and I love that you said like what feels good because our bodies are, like I said, they're smart. And if it feels good, your body's asking for it again, (laughs) if it doesn't feel right, if there's that, you know, I wrote down when, when we spoke, um, the other week, you said, you know, trust the process. Um, and same thing, trust the process, trust yourself, trust that inner voice, trust that instinct. If it, if it feels good, your body's telling you right now in this moment, this is good for me. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't feel right. Just try something else. You know, you're, you don't have to be forced into doing anything that doesn't feel comfortable for you. You keep maneuvering around until you find what speaks to your body. Exactly. Right? And just because something works today doesn't mean tomorrow yes. it's going to work or feel good. Yeah. And that's something that I tell my students all the time. Come back, revisit things. Just because we're on sh- chakra number six this week doesn't mean that you're, you know, chakra number one, your right chakra isn't going to react, you know, it's very, again, we're in a very fluid state, you know, the energies are flowing. And so a lot of times, even for myself, when I'm doing self-care, I go back to the beginning, you know, once a year, I will go back and start with the journaling and the things that led me to where I'm at. And I will kind of reset. And it feels so good to just go back to where it started. You know, know, and for me, journaling is something that's been so key to me that's been so um so yeah so so changing for me is journaling and getting my positive emotions down and really feeling those emotions when I write them that for me has made completely made the difference mm-hmm. yeah something, I have... I'm saying okay. something that I I often go back to and I'm going back to it right now to just getting my thoughts my goals everything out you know just clearing my head of that static. Mm-hmm. Something that I um, initially started with right after I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia and I was going through the whole mind mind shift change of everything. Uh, I started a grateful, thankful jar and it's a big mason jar with a snap lid. And I have these little strips of paper and I write down things that I'm grateful, thankful for when things are going great. And when things aren't so great, I still make myself put something on that paper mm-hmm. and I put it in there. And because even if I'm having a bad day, there's still something to be grateful for. Right. No, exactly. And I put it on there and I put it in there. And then at the end of the year, always the, on black Friday, I will sit and I will take and those papers and I make a paper chain with it. And I use that to decorate oh. for the holidays oh, so that I can see all the beautiful, grateful, thankful things for the whole year. Oh, and so- I love that. It's become a tradition for us. My daughter just loves it. She's always putting things in the jar too. And um, yeah, we just, we've been doing it for years and it's such a great way to look and go, oh my gosh, we have like, you know, 200 things that we were so grateful for. It's 18 feet long or whatever, you know, and it's amazing. And, and as human beings, it's very easy to believe the negative more than the positive. So it's very important to put that extra effort towards the positive. And, and really, I think, I think that's amazing. I think that's a great takeaway from, for everyone to, 
to, to start something like that. I think that's, in, that's incredible. Yeah. Just start small, start yeah. somewhere. Just, just start. start, just start someplace, right? Take the ego out of it and just start what feels good and just, just do it. Right. Exactly. And if you only do it for a little bit of time and you go to something else, that's okay too. Right. Mm -hmm. exactly. Um, so I know you found a big, um, the benefit of community. Yes. You started your invisible circles, um, online to help support people that are living with chronic illnesses, not feel so isolated to find a safe place to go, to share their journeys and to validate where they are and to move forward from that point as well. So can you tell us a little bit about, um, the communities and the circles that you provide? Yeah. So the first circle that I ever started was the invisible illness support um, circle. And it was because, you know, I kept seeing people say on, on Facebook in those communities, I feel so isolated. I feel so alone. I wish I had somebody to talk to. And I thought, you know, like that would have been amazing if I had somebody mm -hmm. to connect with when I was first diagnosed with fibromyalgia and didn't have to sit and read Google for, you know, six weeks straight to figure out what this was. Um, and so that's actually the very first thing I ever offered with the Gaia University was my invisible illness circle. And so uh, it's just a great place for people to come together who have invisible illnesses and just, you know, basically come to the group and say, hey, this is what's happening with me. Does anybody have any advice? Um, you know, we've, we've all been th there. We have all kinds of, you know, different ailments, diabetes, fibromyalgia, celiac, Addison's, um, cancer, you know, just there's so many things out there and we just need to know that we're not alone. And even though somebody has cancer and I have Addison's, we can still relate to the feelings of isolation, frustration, uh, you know, disagreements yeah. with our families about things, you know, just all, all these things that, that don't have any barriers, right? And that we feel limit us as an individual. And so uh, just letting that all out, letting people hear us and feeling like we're heard in return. Yeah. And um, I always close it at the end with, um, you know, a little quote, some little positivity to send us back out into the world. And um, it's a great space. So I hope, um, you know, more people, more people utilize it. And then my second circle I started is a women's circle and it's called the women's enrichment um, circle. And it's just for women all about, you know, the struggles of motherhood, the struggles of being feminine sometimes in a masculine place, right? Or what we feel is a masculine place, even though things are changing, um, maybe they haven't changed yet at your workplace or, you know, your community. Um, and it's about connecting with who we are, right? We are the life givers in this world. And so we have things that, you know, um, maybe, you know, obviously men are designed differently. So it's not necessarily the physical stuff, but just the, the internal stuff, the maternal instincts that we have. And it's about connecting with those and connecting with other women and supporting each other while we go through changes, menopause, um, you know, other daughters going through puberty, just things like that, that we can just come to and 
and connect. We used to do that when we were in a tribe, you know, living in our teepees or what, you know, whatever we were um, when we were indigenous. And it was the women that were the focal point, you know, weaving the baskets and talking and singing and doing all of the things. And so we don't have that space necessarily anymore. And this is a great space to just come and connect, hone into our feminine energies, recognize that we are the, the life givers of the world and celebrate that you know, and, and get back that, get back that sass that we used yes. to have, you know? <laughs> I agree. I agree. Because a lot of us feel once we're dying, you know, whether you come to the woman's circle, if you have an invisible illness or anything like that, whether or not you do, if you do, you feel that sass kind of goes down the drain pretty quick. Right. And that's, you know, talking to people that that's really what we all want with invisible. We just, we just want to feel ourselves again. You know, we understand that the road's not, it's not going to be the same, but any change in life, you're not the same person and that's okay. But we just want to feel more of that human that we were prior to diagnosis. And, and one thing I love about your circles and everything online, and again, your, you know, your motivation to start these circles very parallel to, you know, mine with the podcast, you know, bringing people together, using a resource that we have especially for people who have invisible illnesses, they might not be able to get out. They right. can't go to family functions, you know, perhaps as often or for as long as they want. And they do really feel isolated, but this is, if you've never done it before, um, you know, beyond listening to podcasts or different things like that and connected with somebody or groups individually online, it's so powerful. It's so personable. You really feel like you are with those people and you can form friendships and, um, and really truly benefit from it from, you know, I had to teach a yoga this class this morning, I was running late, and I didn't, I didn't have to worry about brushing my teeth. Like, you know, you don't have to worry about that stuff, all that stuff that zaps our energy to go out to personally interact with people, you know, you can have a nice shirt on and you know, your pajamas on underneath and nobody knows the difference, right? And you can connect still with people and start to feel whole again. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, that is so important. Yeah, just, um, it's very beautiful when you have those moments in life where you're like, oh, there's a glimpse of the old me, right? The old me. Yeah. yeah. You, know? you feel and that, it, that fire, that spark just start to burn a little bit brighter again for you. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. I've seen a lot of um, transformations over the last couple of years and it's just, it's amazing. And it sounds like your journey that you've been on the last 23 years has really brought you to your authentic self that person, that interest, there was something years ago with the crystals in high school, you had this little interest in Chris, but there was obviously something deeper inside of you saying that this is who you're going to be one day. And you're just, we're just going to take you down a, a not so fun road to get there. <laughs> I, I used to tease myself saying, you know, if I had just stayed on the path, it might've been easier. Instead of <laughs> my higher self trying to wake me up saying, yep. <laughs> this to make you pay attention to that over there <laughs> yeah, you're not listening so here's another illness oh you're still not listening so we have to do it again oh now you get the good one at the end you get the addison's disease so uh <laughs> so how do you feel what looking forward now um what's the future of the gaia university and what kind of visions do you have with your you know your life and you know the services that you are providing sure um well i the services i provide continually grow. Um, 
I am in the process of putting together a crystal course for children. So I'm looking forward to um, introducing that and um, doing some other uh, crystal work, like maybe for Zodiacs and um, things like that. I have a product that I'm going to be um, hopefully releasing in 2024 that I'm um, working with somebody to kind of come up with the prototype for that. Um, it will be a crystal type product. So um, I'm, I'm excited to see where that goes. And um, I wanna keep continuing to build my circles, let people know that, hey, we're here, you know, come utilize us, um, you know, I, for me, it's all about connecting with people, really. Um, you know, I I just want to change lives, really. That's why I started this, and that's why I continue to do what I'm doing. My life has changed. Um, it's been a roller coaster, but my life has changed so much. The all my clients' lives have changed, and it's such a beautiful, beautiful feeling. And I just want to keep learning and growing. I'm always learning new modalities. Um, right now I'm working on my sound therapy two um, license. And so uh, just want to, as I grow myself, I'm just going to keep growing the business, you know, and offering more and more things to folks to where hopefully they can put together a self-care regimen that works for them. And you know what? And that's one thing I love about you is you can just hear the passion in your voice you can hear that you're non-judgmental, that you truly believe in just helping people wherever they are and wherever that is, that's okay. This is what I have to offer. This is what I believe in. This is what has honestly helped me and let's find what works for you. And on your website, um, I love that you have the words learn, grow, evolve. Yes. You learn, you grow from it. And then once you start to grow, you're going to evolve and you're going to evolve into, you know, you can evolve with illness into something amazing beyond just, I don't even know how to put it into words. You, you can, it is possible. You can grow and expand and become things beyond, you know, defining yourself of your illness. There, there's so many potentials out there still, but if you just need to find the community and what works for you. Um, now everyone can, if you're interested in learning more about Drina, you can go to the website, thegaiauniversity.com, where she has a wonderful website. You can read more about her story and all the community information is there as well. So, um, is there any other modalities or anything else that you can think to share with us today about, you know, crystals or anything? I know one thing I'm doing, I'm going to start that little chain because I absolutely love that. Um, and I know my daughters are going to love that as well. Um, and I just think it would be so cool. Like you said, like, you know, at Christmas, at the holidays to have this chain of all these things that were positive over the course of the year. And um, I'm very excited about that. And then sound therapy. I really believe in that. And um, I'm going to, um, look into getting myself some sound bowls and, and different things like that. So I'm very excited about that. So thank you. So, um, so is there anything else you can share with us about the Gaia university or anything that we missed today? Um, well, I've got some, uh, original, um, meditations 
that are on my website um, that okay. you can come and download uh, for free. I have a whole bunch of free um, stuff in my community there. All you have to do is create a login Ooh. and go in and check out all the fun things that I have there. Um, also coming up down the road, I will have some music for meditation or just um, to sit and listen to. And um, hopefully I can um, get a, get my book released. Also, I have a, an idea. Oh, for amazing. So, okay. Yeah, so, things will be coming. <laughs> I already have your website, thegaiauniversity.com. It's already bookmarked. <laughs> so, so after this, I'm going and I'm going to create my login and um, that meditation stuff, all that stuff really, really excites me. And I can't stress enough. It excites me because I've experienced it already and the power that it's had in changing my life. It's taken me not, not through my, through my Addison's, but also through some very extremely dark years, the last few years that I had to work really hard to get through. And I know without my journaling, without my Reiki, without my meditation, without my positive affirmations, I would not be where I am today. Like there is absolutely no doubt. And if I'm not where I am today, my children wouldn't be where they are today. And, you know, it wasn't all, you know, using those things to fight for myself, it was also using it to fight for them. And it truly, you know, the medication and the treatment is one thing and all those things I do to manage my health health wise. But this pushed it over the edge. This is this stuff to me, this, this made all the difference in the world, the medication can only do so much. Um, mm -hmm. But when you change your thinking and empower yourself and, and do all that internal stuff, it's, it was game changer for me, C complete game changer. So it so is. And, and I honestly think that um, if I didn't have that in my life between my fibromyalgia and my Addison's diagnosis, that um, honestly, I'm not sure I would be here. Like, I've, I've said that before too. I often wonder where I would be, you know, because we have that risk of crisis. We have that risk of all these different things, right? And then the mental strain, like, I wonder where would I be if I was here, it would not be in a very positive state. I can tell you that for sure. Yeah. It's, um, I think it's saved my life a time or two for sure. <laughs> I agree with you. I completely agree with you. So thank you again, Drina, for sharing with us today. I am so excited. And, um, for me, like I said, this is, this is my next step right here is to step forward with my illness. And, you know, not only with my illness, th this now for me, it's about my life. It's about my other goals. It's about living my life. And I know these things are going to help me. So, um, and I think actually I wanted to mention um, your inner circles, people can find information on the website, but it's the first and third. Yes. So third. invisible illness is the first Thursday of every month. Okay. And then the circle is the third Thursday, the third Thursday. Okay. Okay. So everyone can just kind of keep that in mind if you're interested in it. Um, and all you have to do is check it out. It's just information. Knowledge is power. So go to the website, the Gaia university, create a little login, see what she's got to offer. If it interests you great, you know, like we said, it might not be right now, but maybe, you know, six months down the road, it might be something you want to revisit. Something comes across your path. That universe keeps telling you, Go back, go back. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> go back. You need this, and we're gonna keep telling you until you go back. So, um, so thank you again for sharing with us and showing us how important it is to to learn, grow, and to evolve um, with our illness and in our lives. So, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for your time. Thanks for listening out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to Drina's story and. 
And again, if you want to go to the GaiaUniversity.com, you can do that. And in the meantime, if you're interested in sharing here in the pickle jar, you can go to my website, chronicallyfitcanada.com, and all the information is there for you. So in the meantime, please be well, my pickles. <laughs>